Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Tonight, we will be crowning our best 80s romance movie in the best 80 movies bracket. I'm your host. I am Marissa. And let's go ahead and head out to the Northeast and meet some of our panelists. Scott. Well, hello, and uh, glad to be back, and I'm glad we're uh, putting a cap on this tonight and picking a winner. Uh, in my glass tonight is uh, uh, still Pepsi-Cola hits the spot, uh, so that's uh, what I'm drinking tonight. Very nice. We're glad to have you back. Next, we're going to check in with Katie. Katie, how are you doing, and what's in your glass? I'm doing great. I am really excited. I have very strong opinions about the movies we have left, so I'm excited to share those. Um, I am just drinking my Gatorade and trying to rehydrate myself after a long weekend, so nothing exciting here, but that's okay. (laughs) And we're going to head down to Australia and check in with Natalie. How are you and what's in your glass? I'm very well, thank you, Marissa. And I, as as usual, the recording is hitting in the middle of my day, and so I have just gone with water today. I'm going to be plate safe, make sure I keep my head nice and clear for these big decisions that we are about to be making. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. This should be an exciting one. We're glad to have you. We're going to head back to Florida, and we're going to check in with Leah. Leah, how are you? And what's in your glass? I'm doing wonderful. Um, I am just drinking Diet Coke because it is, I don't know, 1030 at night here and I am tired. So I am drinking Diet Coke. Keeping on the caffeine train. Now we're going to take a trip to Alabama and check in with the lovely Nikki. Nikki, how are you and what are you drinking? I'm doing well. Although I I really think that we're going to have to change this to like beverage etology because I'm just (laughs) drinking water. (laughs) Um, There's like, there's no booze in in us tonight. I am, I'm hydrating with some water. Um, I'm sitting in my husband's office and like the fan was broken. So we were recording before and I was like sweating and I'm like, okay, you need to get, you need to get this fan working (laughs) because I'm going to die. So now I'm having some water and not in a sweltering 90 degree heat office in Alabama. Oh no. and i tonight am being boring and have water as well you know gotta stay hydrated it's beverage etology yeah beverage etology it's been hot here and uh you know never can have too much water all right let's do it let's jump right on in our first matchup in our elite eight is a room with a view Versus 16 Candles. And we're leading off with Scott. Well, I, you know, and I can't help but notice that I am the only man <laughs> involved in this whole shebang. Uh, and a gay man at that. So there you go. I'm not sure exactly what that means or what, what all that will bode for the evening. But there you go. Um, well, uh I actually, I, I enjoy both these movies, uh, but I absolutely, I love A Room with a View. It's where I first heard Carrie DeConnell's voice. She's the one who sings Omiya Bambino Caro, Caro in it, and Judy Dench is in it, and I could bore you with stories of how I've met Judy Dench, and uh, Maggie Smith is in it, and I can bore you with stories how I've met Maggie Smith. Um, 
But also Helena Bonham Carter. It was a discovery of her. It was discovery of Rupert Graves, who I just love. I just think he's one of the best actors of the uh, past thing. So um, I'm going to go with The Room with a View as much as I do like 16 Candles. Room with a View picks up its first vote. Katie. All right. So, I mean, not much has changed for me since we last discussed these movies. Um, I do not like a period piece. It's just not, I can't get invested in it. I can't care about the characters. Not even Rupert Graves naked in a pool will help me overcome my dislike for a period piece. Um, I, 16 Candles for me is really up there in the Brat Pack movies. It's, it's that and it's um, Breakfast Club. Those are the two that are, that are my absolute favorites. And if you're thinking romance, I think 16 Candles is the better romance of the two. Um, and I just, yes, it's very much a straightforward story about a girl who feels like no one notices her and then the popular boy falls in love with her and I don't care. I love it. Um, so I don't care that it's overdone. Um, 16 Candles gets my vote. We're tied. Natalie. I want to hear Scott's stories about how he met Judy Dench and Maggie Smith. I really, I really want to hear that. Well, maybe off as well, so it's up to you. Uh, I've uh, got all day. No, you guys are tired. You only have a minute. You only have a minute to talk. Maybe okay, sorry. I forgot about that. Okay. So if the title was romance, the title of our bracket was romance movies, then I would definitely give my vote to A Room with a View. But the title of our bracket is 80s romance movies. And I think we have to have some John Hughes representation in that as far as we can can get that going. And of the the different Molly Ringwald movies <laughs> that were around at the time, 16 Candles is, is my pick. So I am going to give my vote to 16 Candles. 16 Candles pick up, picks up its second vote. Leah. Sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. He has very strong opinions on this. Um... So, didn't vote for either of these to move through to this round. Um, so, I'm a little indifferent, um, but I think what's going to do it for me is that I am a huge Harry Potter fan. And there's only one movie on here that the two leading ladies are in the Harry Potter franchise. And one of them, Dame Maggie Smith, is like my favorite human on the planet. And so, even though I have not ever met her, but I <laughs> think she's like the most wonderful person in that day, which could be today or sometime very close in the future, she will end up on Tim's hit list on our Discord. And I will call out of work and cry in bed all day long because Dame Maggie Smith is just amazing in everything. And I watched Deathly Hallows Part 2 today and I cried. I cried every scene she was in because she just slays. So um, Dame Maggie Smith in Room with a View is getting my vote. And we're tied. And it's up to Nikki. <laughs> oh, man. I have also never met Dame Maggie Smith. But um, <laughs> but how, I mean, how is she like, is she, I mean, sorry, she's been old forever. I don't know what it is. But it seemed like even in Room with a View, she still kind of had that old lady presence. So I don't know, like, I remember her and Hook, they actually like aged her, I believe. But um, they, they aged her a little bit in a Room yeah, with a View too. Yeah, and did mm-hmm. they too? Okay, because it, it's like, I just feel like she's played the old lady for 30 years. So good for her. Um I, I really liked Remember with a View. It's a great film. Um, I am actually a sucker for a period piece. I love period piece romances. Um, I don't know. They're corny, but I, I just enjoy it. 
But then I, I kind of have to agree with what Natalie is saying. I think if we're just going straight romance, I think it's better. But there's just something about when you t- say 80s movies, like 16 Candles just comes to mind a lot. It's one of those um, movies that everyone just kind of associates with the 80s. The the, the fashion is there. Um, the, the romance in it is good. It has this, you know, fun little story. Um, the characters are quirky. It's really funny. Um, I just think it has that whole vibe that you're looking for when you think, I just want to sit back and watch this like 80s romance. Um, and I think a lot of what makes an 80s romance different is just adding that extra element of fun and quirkiness to it. So I'm going to go with 16 Candles. 16 Candles is moving on. And our next matchup is when Harry met Sally versus Moonstruck. Katie. Here we go. I have a lot to say and only a minute to say it, so I'm going to talk fast. Um, When Harry met Sally absolutely redefined the genre completely. It is like the iconic rom-com romance movie. Um, I think the friends to lovers trope has never been done better. I don't think it'll ever be done better again. Um, maybe I'm a sucker for that because my husband and I have been friends since we were nine years old and didn't start dating till we were 21. And so I just feel that same feeling. Um, but I also think what makes what When Harry Met Sally so good is that the entire movie is about their romance. There is no backstory. There is no weird side plots with a family and a brother and a dad. We don't know any of that about Harry and Sally. And it doesn't matter because the whole movie is just about how they fall in love. And it is about their romance and how they are both difficult and unlikable people, but for some reason it works and you root for their love and you love them. And my time is almost up, but when Harry Met Sally gets my vote. When Harry Met Sally is picking up its first vote, Natalie. Okay. I'm glad just in case I decided to vote for Moonstruck. I'm not saying what I'm doing, but if I do, I'm glad that I'm on the other side of the world because I think Katie would hunt me down and find me. But that being said, I wanted to actually, (laughs) I wanted to pick up on what you said, Scott, in our last recording about Moonstruck, about the older couples. I I agree with that. The the relationships of the older couples, Olympia Dukakis and her husband, and then also the auntie and uncle. Yes, them um, too. That's right. They feel the moon as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I thought that the way those relationships were represented was was really, really well done. Uh, That being said, When Harry Met Sally is definitely the iconic 80s romance film. It really is. There's there's nothing not to like about it. There's a few disturbing parts of Moonstruck. There's nothing not to like about when when Harry met Sally. And coming from that romance perspective, you just want them to be together. So when Harry met Sally gets my vote. When Harry met Sally picks up its second vote, Leah. Yeah, I could have given extra um, seconds from my time to either of you two if you had needed it, um, <laughs> because I, 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 I think in Moonstruck you'd, I'd, the, at the end of the movie if they didn't end up together, it wouldn't have changed my opinion of the movie. But when Harry met Sally, like the whole movie, you're rooting, like you're trying to see when they're gonna get together, when it's gonna click for them, um, and so because this is '80s romance movies i think the romance that we're more invested in from start to finish is when harry met sally so that's gonna get my vote 
when Harry Met Sally is going to be moving on to our final four, but we still want to hear Nikki's opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much more to say about when Harry Met Sally that hasn't been said. I mean, when Harry Met Sally is a fantastic film. Um, Moonstruck, you know, I think it, it's 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 lighthearted, but then yet dark. It has a little bit of everything. Um, and I do like all the side characters. In fact, I think I like the side characters more, which is, you know, some of the hard part about watching. I, I don't know if I'm invested, is as invested in the main characters as I am with When Harry Met Sally. But I think Moonstruck definitely deserves to be on here. It's a great film. And if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. But I think for this round, my vote's going to go to When Harry Met Sally. Scott, will it be a sweep? Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. You have two films here. Both were amazingly well-written. Nora Ephron, by the way, wrote uh, When Harry Met Sally, um, and Rob Reiner directed it. It was a big thing, that combination of people. Um, and, uh, but, you know, Moonstruck is also brilliantly cast. Both movies also use music so well. They, they just threw the out both movies. The use of music is stunning in both of the films. Um, so it'd be hard pressed to really pick, but you know, I, I hear what everyone's saying. I, I agree. If I were to sit, I mean, I just watched Moonstruck again the other day, but when Harry met Sally is just such a fun ride to go on. Uh, and so I'll, I'll go with when Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally is in our final four. We now have that portion of the bracket. We're going to have sweets. Oh, we've got sweet 16. We've got 16 candles taken on when Harry met Sally and our next portion of the elite eight. We've got footloose versus Roxanne. Natalie. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is, I'm finding this one really hard and I've just remembered that I've got a minute's time frame. So I'm going to think less and talk more. Okay. I agree with what you said, um, on the last recording, Nikki, about the romance not being central to Footloose. To Footloose. And I don't really love that whole storyline of the dancing being banned and everything, but when you find out that it is actually loosely based on a true story, you sort of can't can't talk against it at that point. It's like, well, if that really happens, then then it's, it's fair game. Roxanne is that quintessential 80s fluff, fun, silly, Steve Martin. It's, there's nothing bad about it. But if someone said which movie is a must-watch between the two, Footloose would be my answer. So Footloose is getting my vote. Footloose picks up a point. Leah. Well, you know I love me some Kevin Bacon. Um, Footloose is definitely the more fun movie to me. Um, and the music is great. The dancing is great. Kevin Bacon is great. Um, and it is so great that it makes me overlook some other parts of the movie that may not be as great. Um, so yeah, so Footloose is going to get my vote. Footloose taking the lead. Nikki. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> um, I love both of these movies and, and for very different reasons too. Um, they're just very different movies. Uh, I think you know, Footloose definitely has that overall just more iconic. I mean, the music in Footloose is so good. That soundtrack is amazing. Um, I can sing Let's Hear It for the Boy all the time. Just, you know, just dancing around. Um, and, you know, and, and yeah, and the romance, it's not the central part. It is there. Um, 
but I, I don't think that's the central part of the movie. But it definitely has more of this overall just like feel good 80s movie vibe where Roxanne is kind of that it's a it's a smaller movie. It's just like, you know, it's simple, has this like just a, you know, great acting. It's quirky. Um, it's silly. And Steve Martin is so good in it. I think even though I feel like Footloose is just more iconic, I think for me, I just I'm going to go with Roxanne. I just think overall it is the better romance and it does have all those other elements. So I'm going to go with Roxanne for this one, but that's hard for me because I love, I just love Footloose. Roxanne picks up a foot. Roxanne picks up a vote. Scott. Roxanne. I'm sorry. I just had to do it. Um, you know, boy, it's uh, it is tough, but um, I just thoroughly enjoy Roxanne more as a movie. I'm rewatching it. I just do. I love Kevin Bacon. Love everything you're talking about, Footloose. But uh, the whole religious subplot, I get so bored with that, and I'm tired of it in real life happening now. And <laughs> just it's a lot going on, and uh, you know, dancing is not going to push them back. So I, right now, so it's a little weird and a little too close to home for me right now. Um, so uh, and again, like I said, when I first saw Roxanne, I literally walked out of it walk into an adjacent movie theater and then watch it from the beginning again and have watched it subsequent uh, times since. So, uh, um, as Sting says often, Roxanne. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> We're punting <laughs> right on over to Katie. Which will it be? So it's funny to me um, when people think the, like, the dancing van is unrealistic because my husband and I both grew up very, like, adjacent to, like, very fundamental. Oh, I don't think it's unrealistic. I, I think it's scary, <laughs> like, but I think it is. Like, oh, yeah, this is normal. I mean, we knew families that were like, well, yeah, we don't dance. Like, very, you know, I, yeah, it's a little close to home for me, but I think that's why I love it, because I love the, like, the rebellion and the the freedom that they get from that. Um, maybe that's my own religious trauma coming out. Anyway, um, I think for me these are both great movies I uh, oh this is so hard this is so unfair that I have to be the last one um I think it's just going to come down to which one of them do I want to rewatch again personally and I, I'm really sorry I'm going to give it to Kevin Bacon and say we're going to go with Footloose Footloose is moving on to your final four <laughs> Let's hear it for the boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My baby, he don't talk Our last matchup in the Elite Eight is Dirty Dancing versus Splash. Leah. So, yeah. Splash. <laughs> um, after watching it the other day, I was just like, oh, this is like super cute. Um but I don't think I can compare it to the iconicness that is Dirty Dancing. And it's really scary that Dirty Dancing almost didn't make this bracket at all, honestly. Because <clears throat> I think if you ask people on the street, name an 80s romantic movie, I would say that a good portion of people would at least list off Dirty Dancing as one of the options. And I don't know if any of them would pull out Splash as an option off the top of their head. Um so, and 
I'm a little torn because I I don't want to vote for Dirty Dancing because I am not into I don't ship Baby and what's his name Johnny, um, but overall the story is way more iconic. The movie's more iconic. I'm going with the people and I'm gonna go Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing picks up a vote, Nikki. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is you know a little bit tougher. I mean it's. I don't think Splash is necessarily this great film, um, but it's fun. And I do think it has this vibe to it that's just very silly. And it it is ridiculous. I mean, the ending, yeah, we talked about the ending. And it it is just kind of a ridiculous film, but I do enjoy it. Um, Dirty Dancing, I think, is a better romance. It's so, it's, it's, I I, I think it's a, it's central to the plot. Um, you know, it is, it just, I guess, I don't know how, how literally we're taking the 80s thing, you know, is it, is it because it's not set in the 80s that, you know, Splash is more set in its time, you know, even though Dirty Dancing is an 80s film, it's set in, I think it's the 60s or 50s or 60s. But I do think, like I said before, there is a vibe to it that still felt kind of 80s to me, like just the way that they put, you know, the music into it. So, I think I have to go Dirty Dancing on it. It is the better film compared to Splash. Dirty Dancing has two. Scott? Uh, Nikki, that's an, a good point. Uh, this actually is a period film. Uh, it is set in the nineteen mm-hmm. sixties. Uh, even it's not. It's not uh, like you were saying. It's not. It's an eighties film, but it's not set in the nineteen eighties. Um, you know, uh, uh, Splash is a lot of fun and everything. And but if you were to think an iconic image of romance from the 1980s. It is the cover of the Dirty Dancing album of Patrick Swayze, of Jennifer Grey holding her arm up on Patrick Swayze's chest behind him. I mean, that is romance to some people. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that's also what we're doing here. So um, Splash is adorable. I think it's because she kisses him at the end that he's able to breathe underwater. I believe that's the plot point. So there is there is meaning to the ending of Splash. He, he still doesn't um, have a fin, so I'm yeah. very confused. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, um, yeah, it's magical. Um, but yeah, you know, Dirty Dancing, I remember, you know, just it, it, it really taking us all by storm at the time because it it felt so real. Uh, you know, it really had a, a realness to it. Uh, and so uh, nobody knew who Jennifer Gray or Patrick Swayze were. So um, uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is going to be moving on, but we still need to hear from Katie and Natalie. Katie? Yeah, this one for me is kind of a no-brainer. Splash is cute and fun, and I love Tom Hanks, but it doesn't beat Dirty Dancing. Um, I mean, everything about Dirty Dancing is a romance movie, even if it's not. Even if there's more to it than that, I think at the end of the day, the, the feeling of the romance is carried throughout the movie, and it just gives you all the feelings. So Dirty Dancing would get my vote. Natalie, are we going to be sweeping Splash right on out of here? We are certainly are going to be doing that, which I'm very sad to see Tom Hanks go and hoping that he pops up from one of the other brackets and and gets a bit further along. But yeah, Dirty Dancing all the way. No question from me. And we have our final four. We've got 16 Candles taking on When Harry Met Sally and Footloose up against Dirty Dancing, the battle of the musicals. 
I guess yeah. is Dirty Dancing considered a musical? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, a okay. dance, yeah, sure. Not musical, dance. but yeah. But dance. Okay, a dance. dance. Lots of music. <laughs> Who will be our final two? And we're leading off with Nikki. Sixteen Candles or When Harry Met Sally? Uh, now, this is like, it shouldn't be tough because I love When Harry Met Sally. And I I mean, I don't think I ever voted against it once during our romance um, best rom-com bracket. Where I am kind of stuck is that 80s thing. I don't know, because it's sometimes Sixteen Candles just has this vibe to it. Like when you when you say, if you say best romantic film, someone's going to say When Harry Met Sally. But when you put like, oh, what's this best 80s romance? You might pick like a Pretty in Pink or a Sixteen Candles. That's just the vibe it gets. Um, Sixteen Candles is a really fun film. You know, I think the characters in it are really fun. I, I love... I love the side characters too. Um, Anthony Michael Hall and his plotline is hilarious. Um, just it, it's just just has so much fun to it. But still, I I don't know. I can't. Even though the romance is good, it's not. It's not when Harry met Sally good, or even comes close to that. Um, so I think I'm gonna have to go with when Harry met Sally again. It's one of my favorite movies. It's just I, I have trouble voting against it, even though my mind is saying maybe it's not the best '80s one. It's I can't vote against it. So when Harry met Sally, when Harry met Sally has its first vote. Scott, there's too much pepper. That's my choice. <laughs> When Harry Met Sally has its second vote. Oops, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so great. You can't stop it. You can't can't stop it. Katie. You know, this is a hard one for me. Kidding. It's not. Um, But I'm going to talk about my favorite movie for another uh, 53 seconds. Um, The best two things from When Harry Met Sally. Well, maybe not the best, but the two things that I'm thinking, like, what makes it a really good rom-com the the one iconic scene obviously is the end when he is running through the streets of new york to get to her and you're just like oh he's not gonna make it he won't make it he won't get there and then he gets there it's so beautiful and wonderful and i mean you know he tells her that he wants to spend the rest of his life with her samantha and jake ryan are not going to spend the rest of their lives together they're going to date for three months and they're going to break up and that's how it's going to go harry and sally are soulmates they're going to be together forever and i think that's what i'm looking for in a in a romance movie um and then i think the other thing we have to keep in mind as we're deciding between the two is the scene with harry in that white cable knit sweater i mean come on there's nothing better so obviously, I'm voting for when Harry met Sally. And Katie, can I reclaim a few minutes, of, a few seconds of my time? It's also a love letter to New York. You, you know, that it also is, and that's what gives that romance to it too. Yeah. When Harry met Sally is going to be moving on, but we still need to find out what Natalie and Leah's opinions are. Natalie. Yeah. Look, I'm very happy with that. I think when Harry met Sally is too good to not move on to the next round. Very sad to see 16 Candles go because it does have that quintessential 80s vibe, but more than happy for When Harry Met Sally to go on. And can I use a little bit of my time to say, is it just me or has the world missed the opportunity to have a movie where Meg Ryan and Alicia Silverstone play mother and daughter? 
Yeah. I, I saw lots of nodding heads there. Thank you. But as soon as I started watching When Harry Met Sally again, we have Clueless is on high rotation in the house with um, teenage daughters. And I was like, hang on a sec, these two should have teamed up. Anyway. Although she's not <laughs> acting anymore. She's, yeah. yeah. Which one? Yeah, true. Meg Ryan has Meg? decided. Yeah, that. she's. Oh. Yeah. She stepped down a while back. She stepped down. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost, it's like 20 years ago that she decided. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's that's why it never happened. Yep. <laughs> Leah. Yeah, this wasn't too difficult for me. Um, when Harry Met Sally is definitely um, the one to win this, this matchup. Um, Jake is just a dud. I have never liked him. Oh, and I, I just, agree. I like... He's just like a, like a, like a boring dog. Like he's just like oh what? Like he's just dumb. I don't. I, he's just not. He he wasn't crush worthy for me. So when yeah. Harry met Sally, he's gonna get my vote. And it was also very questionable when he basically handed his paralytic girlfriend over yeah. to Anthony yeah. Michael's character to basically go. do with whatever he wanted. Yeah. That was yeah, it was a very questionable moment. <laughs> That was one of the points when my husband watched it for the first time. He's like, are you, what, what are we watching? This would not get made today. I'm like, you're right. I love that there's a 10 minute decision in the movie to cut her hair from the the bathroom door when they could simply just open the door. Love it. Our next matchup, the battle of the dance scenes. Footloose versus Dirty Dancing. Scott. Oh boy, Patrick Swayze versus Kevin Bacon, man. Um, uh, I don't know if I, boy. You know, it's been a while since I've actually seen them. Um, I have to say, um, I, I, I'll, I'll stop hemming and hawing. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'll go Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, picking up a point. Katie. Yeah, this is this is harder than I thought it would be. I had a feeling kind of coming into this of what I would pick. And uh, they're both so good in very different ways. Um, I think the overall like tone and feeling of each of these movies is so different. Um, I think Footloose has like a lot of joy in it. And I love that in a movie. Um because I feel like that's in such short supply. So it's like, yes, I'll put on a movie that will just make me happy. Um, But if we're really thinking romance, I'm going to have to go with Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing's taking the lead. Natalie. I agree. This is a this is a really hard one. I think all that's good about Footloose and all that's good about Dirty Dancing are kind of the same things. The music, the dancing, the... Yeah, just the feeling that you get from watching them. And and then I think, okay, well, what's bad about them? And if we look at, well, we're looking at the romance bracket, as we've already talked about the in Footloose, the romance is a bit on the side. In Dirty Dancing, the romance is a little bit questionable given the age difference and that kind of thing. So then it's like, oh, I'm still, they're still coming up even. And so then really for me it came down to, okay, which movie do I actually enjoy to watch more? And it's close, but Patrick Swayze dancing down that aisle at the end is just gets just over the top of Kevin Bacon doing his dance at the end. So Dirty Dancing gets my vote as well. 
Swayze is going to beat out Bacon. But we know Leah and Nikki have opinions. Leah? Um, this was already decided, right? It doesn't really matter what I say. Okay, I am going to vote for Footloose, obviously, because I love Kevin Bacon. But also, I just want to use a little bit of time to talk about um, the supporting cast of both of these films. Like, I mean, why are we sleeping on Jerry Orbach and Dirty Dancing and John Lithgow in uh, Footloose? I mean, two great actors of their time. I mean, one slightly better and more critically acclaimed than the other. But um, yeah, I'm still going to go with Footloose, but I just thought that those names needed to be mentioned a little bit because... They're great little old men, you know, before they died. Or wait, I think one of them died. I think the other one's still alive. Unknown, Tim, fact check us, please. Tim knows all the celebrity deaths. Yep. Oh, oh God, what? I missed that. <laughs> yeah, which one of them's dead? I, don't I think know. Jerry Orbach is dead. I think Jerry, Jerry Orbach is dead. Yeah, is John Lithgow is not dead. I think John Lithgow is still alive, though. John Lithgow is yes. alive and Jerry Orbach is dead. Yes, I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki? Yeah, I mean, this one was a hard one. I mean, it's funny that we had these two movies in the final because they barely even made it in. And then we have two kind of iconic dance movies, um, which is great. You know, I think, you know, if we're doing an 80s bracket too, having two kind of dance movies in it makes sense um, because I think that that was definitely a theme. I would have picked Dirty Dancing. I think overall the romance was better. Um, I really enjoy them both. The soundtrack is great. So they both um, deserve to be here. But yeah, my vote would have gone to Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is moving on. And our final two is When Harry Met Sally versus Dirty Dancing. And we're leading off with Katie. I mean... There won't be any surprises here as to who I'm going to vote for. This whole thing for me has kind of felt like a battle for second place. Um, because I just think When Harry Met Sally is one of the most beautiful movies ever. I love it. It's simple. It's classic. Um, I think that when you think about like what kind of romance do you want, like it's Harry and Sally. It's that's that's the goal I mean they're both like such deeply flawed like unlikable people who have found each other and make each other better and I just think what's more realistic than that and I see a lot of myself in Sally I also order everything on the side and very picky and very high maintenance and that's okay because there's somewhere someone out there for everyone and I think I think when Harry Met Sally just shows that so beautifully. It's a wonderful film. Um, obviously, it's getting my vote. I do love Dirty Dancing. I think if anything has to go down um, to when Harry Met Sally, Dirty Dancing is a worthy, a worthy second place in my mind. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally is picking up its first vote, Natalie. So I agree with everything that you just said, Katie. And now I'm really glad I'm on the other side of the world because my vote is going to Dirty Dancing. I agree that if we're just talking about romance, When Harry Met Sally is a a better romantic film. But as soon as the movie we choose leaves us today, it's going in for the best overall 80s movie. 
no one's going to be looking at what bracket, where did it come from, anything like that. It's just ultimately going for the title of the best 80s movie. And when this first, when I first heard that, that Boozy Bracketology was taking this on, my brain quickly went to what do I want to be in the running and Dirty Dancing was, was one of those films that popped to mind as it, ha- it has to be there, it has to be there in the final. So crossing my fingers to see that become a reality and throwing my vote to Dirty Dancing. We're tied. Leah. Oh, man. The fact that you two just went before me, I feel like I'm going to be breaking someone's heart no matter what I say. (laughs) And I really don't care that much, which is really sad. Um, Movies are about breaking our hearts. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, no, I don't care about the films. I do care about breaking you guys' hearts because I love you both and I, I want everyone to be happy. Um, crap. Should I just let the time go down to one second left and just say what I, what, I don't know. The only thing I can really think of is that, Baby and Johnny are not going to be together for more than 30 seconds after the film is over. It is just not a long-lasting relationship. Um, but then again, that movie ends on such a strong note. And when you leave the theater, you're only thinking about the last part of the movie. And that last dance scene, you're not thinking about all the other crap that everyone went through the first three-fourths of the movie. Um... I don't know. I also then go back to when Harry Met Sally did win the best romantic comedy bracket several years ago, and there's a reason. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with when Harry Met Sally. Honestly, sorry, Natalie. That's okay. I can cope. Okay. <laughs> that makes me feel better. When Harry Met Sally is taking the lead, Nikki. I mean, I feel like only when Harry Met Sally you can like make Billy Crystal like attractive and um like just you're rooting for him so good i mean i love when harry met sally the characters um it's such a good romance it's one of my all-time favorite films but so is dirty dancing this is so hard because you know dirty dancing is also one of my all-time favorite films for very different reasons um i i kind of agree i think with with natalie i think overall if we're gonna pick this Iconic because I mean, I think overall, yes, I think when Harry Met Sally is the better romance, but when we're I, I'm still kind of stuck on putting that 80s in front of it because when Harry Met Sally did win the romantic comedy bracket because I think it's the best romantic comedy. This is also a romance bracket, it's not necessarily romantic comedy. Um, and I think that there's just this iconicness to Dirty Dancing that I want to see go up against others, so I'm gonna throw my vote to Dirty Dancing as well. Scott, you have the floor. You can ro- you can wax poetic all you want. I'm not going to cut you. Okay. This is this what? is a lot. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, also because I'm a, a trivia guy, uh, the, one of the most fascinating things about Dirty Dancing to me is that there were several people who were who were being picked. We talked about the age difference, and that was uh, an issue. But uh, believe it or not, um, Billy Zane was one of the actors uh, that they auditioned, but he had no chemistry with Jennifer Grey. Um, and Val Kilmer was actually uh, auditioned and thought about. And, and he also, <laughs> like, no nothing with her and so they came to patrick swayze who had been in red dawn and um 
he, he was a trained dancer from the Joffrey Ballet. He, he really was. And he was 34 at the time, so there was that issue of the thing. And on his resume, he had written the words, no dancing, because he had hurt his knees at the Joffrey Ballet. And so the producers were like, what? What the heck? What, what is this going on? But apparently the agent sent him the script. He loved the script. And he said, okay, I'll do that. And if you notice, um, yes, does he dance in the movie? He absolutely does. He does not do an amazing amount of athletic dancing in, in the movie. If you really look at it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing what he does. She does a lot more than he does sometimes. Um, so I just think that's a very, like, one of my just favorite trivia stories is that he wrote in his resume, for this movie, no dancing. I just think that's hilarious. Um, that all being said... Um, and I love Jerry Orbach, what a, a, one of the great theater people of all time, uh, who has played her father and is marvelous in the movie. Um, I'm, I'm with the people who really love When Harry Met Sally. I, I think it's some of Nora Ephron's best work. I've always liked the work of Rob Reiner as a director because I think he captures people in a different way than you normally expect. Um, like we said, it's a love letter to New York, but it's also a, it's a romance that is not your typical romance. And if you want to talk about a typical 80s movie, here is a romance set in the 80s with people with 80s problems <laughs> dealing with telephones and everything. They call their friends on telephones that they have to dial and everything. Um, you know, it's quite amazing. And Carrie Fisher Let's not forget Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby as their friends, and uh, she's hilarious in it too. You know, so um, all around the board, I'm gonna uh, say and break the tie with uh, the the uh, room with a view. No, no. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Harry met Sally. <laughs> Your champion. The best 80s romance bracket is When Harry Met Sally. I think we all feel pretty good about that yeah. one. <laughs> Lulled response to that. No, no, I think it, it's certainly, yeah. uh, it, it, it's How do you, certainly, it's hard certainly to a worthy movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, if you all like what we're doing here over at Boozy Bracketology and our sister podcast, uh, Pub Trivia Experience, and our newest podcast, uh, Frenemies, uh, you can visit us over at um, patreon.com slash ptebb and support us in our efforts. Uh, you can also go find us on all of our socials, join us in the lounge, join us on our Discord. Uh, that you can find over at ptebb.com. Uh, you can just, it's got an easy menu, click what you want. Um, great way to interact with us. We'd love to have you. I have been your host. I am Marissa. Scott. Oh, I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Natalie. I'm Leah. And I'm Nikki. Thank you for joining us. Have a great night. Bye. Dun 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 d